Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Patrick. What is up, Andy? Not much. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. Do you I see Jordan? Do you, do you see Jordan over there? Is that why you're yes. excited? Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I see Jordan on our call today. So we have um, beloved guest and friend of the show, Jordan Reading, joining us on the Design Much podcast. Is this Yo. is this three times? Yeah. Yeah. This is the third time, I think. Mm. It was the last time, I think Michael was on the... Was it Michael? Wait, oh, this you is your last fourth week? time. Wait, is it's not my fourth time, is it? Yeah, because you were... We originally had you on a long time ago when we were, like, in office. Yeah. Uh, we recorded you, recorded with you in office. And then, and then you came back during the height of the COVID quarantine months. Yeah. Um, and then we had you on. And then you came back at the end of the year as our... We did, we did the 100th anniversary, 100th... 100th episode anniversary, right, Andy? Mm-hmm. Where we had That's a right. bunch of people on. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I remember that now. You you may be you may be the most frequent guest then. I think. Oh gosh, point. I don't know. Like, is it like? Is that That's good, right? I don't know. It's very good. <laughs> it so. should be on your resume. It should be. <laughs> I'm gonna go add it. I'm my LinkedIn resume actually has something some award that i think patrick you gave it to me it's something about being a stale crusty friend or something what? <laughs> no that's not me it's on my link yes it is oh my gosh i'm gonna go look at it right now it's under my accomplishments of like things <laughs> if i can even a stale crusty friend yeah i can't remember exactly is it one of your it skills is. was it is that it's, is that what it is it's under one of my awards or accomplishments <laughs> <laughs> Getting, yeah, okay. getting an insult from Patrick, that's a great thing. That's it's not for me. It's not for me. and Snail Award issued by Patrick Cox, October. Well, I don't know. I put 22,000 because I wanted it at the bottom. But it says, <laughs> a former manager, friend, and colleague keeps year-old Reese's on his desk in remembrance of our time together. <laughs> Deeply honored. <laughs> I think I still have those in my box. <laughs> See? <laughs> but you're on my it's on my linkedin so i mean i'm just saying i could add another huh. accomplishment might have to Most send you another award then or something on design wow <laughs> wow i think yeah. i do still have those reese's they're not on my desk right here because everything's in a box in that closet because we're remodeling but three, that's those are three years old yeah, time to they eat get better. Now. They get better. With age. <laughs> they, get <laughs> Pretty sure. they get better with age. Yeah. <laughs> 1985. That was a great year for Reese's. Mm -hmm. So if you come across a super old Reese's 1985, you eat that thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but vintage. eat it on a, a good, oh. a good celebratory occasion. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, well, Andy, let's. What is our? What is our? Uh, what's our topic today, Andy? Do you have our topic generator list? I do, yes. And today's randomly generated topic um, comes from an anonymous uh, listener that submitted. It's probably, it's probably Jordan. Probably. <laughs> Knowing you, Jordan. Um, let's see. So uh, this anonymous listener listener sent in this this topic. So being a UX team of one, especially when new to UX. 
I know there are more of us out there, but it's a little hard to meet them. So being the only UX designer on your team, uh, how do you, how do you do that? Has, has any of you ever been the only designer on a team before? I've got to say, I've been pretty fortunate where I haven't been the sole designer okay. at least not that I can think of. Uh, off the bat, I don't know. Been, be have you been on small teams before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been on a team that started big and then it dwindled down to like two. <laughs> Ooh, that's close to one. That's really yeah. close to yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that was well. That was fun. That was yeah, fun that's time. not fun. <laughs> when you join a team and you think like you're gonna grow quite a bit with the team, and then it dwindles down to like nothing, you're like, what mm -hmm. here? It's a real test in like trying to understand what you need to focus on, like what the part. Like you learn some uh, project management skills when you. <laughs> that small you know yeah because suddenly you have to do all of those projects right yep. <laughs> so yep and you have to learn how to say no like no without saying no that's the that's the key right? no without saying no yeah like you can't just you can't t you shouldn't just say say no like i can't do that or no i won't do that you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying it's more so like well, I could do it, but it's going to be a trait like discussing the trade-offs between the two or like asking for help to do um, that project and trying to figure out the right priority of what needs to get done um, like first. It's not necessarily, oh, I can't or like, or I won't do that. It's, but it's trying to figure out what the right priority of that project is in relation to other things that you, you could be working on or are working on. So when I say not saying no, like it's, yeah, like, does that make sense? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Finding, finding the best way to, uh, absolutely. I think that totally makes sense. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate it, but essentially, yeah. Finding the best way to work on what's the most important first, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, to prioritize that work. And as you said, become really good at project management, uh, at that point. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a great thing that I think you have to learn how to do if you are the only uh, designer um, on your team for sure. Patrick, have you ever been the only designer before? Uh, I have been, yes. When I first started, How... okay, it sucked. How was that experience for you? Oh, it sucked. Okay, answered <laughs> <laughs> before I asked you could. <laughs> That's it. That's it. End episode. Yeah, it sucked. I feel bad for the anonymous person who's uh, who's doing that, who's who's sending us a topic because I think it is difficult. It's really difficult to like not have a team to support you and like get feedback from and like I think you I think all of us take it for granted until it's gone. Mm -hmm. You know, like as soon as it's gone, then it's like, oh crap! I didn't I didn't take advantage of them enough. You know, like I should have I should have talked to them more. I should have hung out with them more. Should have done whatever. You know. I think that, that was the hardest part for me. I, I also, when I started, it was, it was also the beginning of my career. So I didn't really know what I was doing either. So I needed, you know, like I needed somebody, I needed some mentorship. So I just like, for me back, back then I just turned to Twitter and I would just ask people on Twitter. Um, when back when people were friendly on Twitter, you know? Um, so that, that, that's kind of how I did it. And then I started using like, 
I found a couple of like user groups in the area um, that I would go to and talk to people there and meet people there. And so I met a few people there that kind of like were more seasoned and helped me out. But still at the end of the day, it was like, you're, you're sitting at your desk working on stuff. And the only people, like the only people I had around me was uh, engineers. So I had, I had a couple of founders, I had the engineers, and then I had like one product manager. And, um, and so, yeah, like, Hey, what it was always like, Hey, what do you think of this? And half the time they didn't care or, you know, they're like, I don't know, you're the designer. So it, it was really difficult to get feedback or any kind of, you know, anything, any kind of support that way. It was tough. It's kind of, um, it's interesting. I know this wasn't the original question, but like, I know like when you're a new designer too, like you can learn design in like two ways, right? There's like the make, make a bunch of mistakes, <laughs> the, the, what you're describing, Patrick, where it's like, I'm going to go in gung ho to this place. I'm going to be the only designer. I'm going to, you know, learn from other, like other people outside of the, the business, um, about UX by reading about it through all these different channels and avenues. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and it's going to be, it, it's going to, it's a tough hill to go up because you're going up by, your, by yourself. And then there's the other hill where it's like, you can join a company that has that, um, that a little more, uh, I don't want to say structure because I don't think that's the right word, but more support with other designers that you can bounce ideas off of and work with. And then you can learn that way. So like when you are like looking for, if you are new to design, you need, you should pick like where you're going, like your, your first job, <laughs> like based off of like, what kind of, how do I want to learn and like get better at, and obviously you can't always have that, the privilege of picking where you go, but it's definitely something when you sign on to a place, you should like understand that that's going to be part of the challenge too. Um, and then like try it out and if it doesn't you can always try other places too like that's kind of the beauty of being a young designer um trying to figure out what you like and what your what works and doesn't um it's not the exact question that they like asked but i think it's an important thing to kind of highlight when you're interviewing for jobs mm -hmm. you can get this like knowledge in so many different ways um, and maybe you need to kind of decide to like, can, do I want to be like growing? There's a lot of opportunity to grow as a sole designer, tons of it. Um, it's just, how do you get, like, how do you get that knowledge? I think is the biggest challenge. And like, how do you communicate that up to the leadership is like the next biggest challenge too. How do you get buy-in? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what, what both of you are saying. I think like as Jordan, what you're saying, it's really important to figure out, and we've talked about this before in the podcast, it's important to figure out really what you need. Um, if you need that support, you should probably be really looking for that support. Um, I think designers are best raised by villages. I think that they they really need that support, especially starting out, because there's not exactly a lot of rule books. And there's just, uh -huh. you just need a lot of specific help um, when you're starting out. Um, and so I definitely agree with what you're saying. Really look for what you need and try to get it. And I love what Patrick was saying as well, because what he did is he actually started, he didn't have that support in his role and he started looking for it by reaching out to people on Twitter, by joining those groups. Um, and I think that that's really important to have so that you aren't designing in a vacuum so that you aren't like, you know, 
I don't know, you're not doing it completely wrong. You're actually getting some feedback to make your designs better. Um, so I definitely think that that is for sure important. And that's something that I also experienced with my career. When I started in UX design, I transitioned from a, from a graphic designer into UX within the same company that did not have a UX designer. And my engineering team were not on premises. They were um, remote, like India engineering team. My product manager is also like a dev manager. And so we were all like learning how to do this at once. And uh, I also like what Patrick said. It's, it's good to go out and make mistakes and fail because that's how you really figure out where you need to get better. And I was starting out with my graphic design background. I was really strong with UI design, but I very quickly, very quickly learned that I had no idea really how to do UX. Like I didn't know how to get customer feedback. I didn't know how to make things better for other people. Um, and so like that was something like I was able to go make those mistakes and start to realize where my, my holes were um, in terms of what I knew and how to actually offer some sort of value as a designer. So I did, I did something pretty similar. I actually, I searched meetup and I found meetup groups and I started talking to people and um, looking for, for mentors essentially. And um, eventually I realized I actually really need the support of a team. And that's when I started looking for other jobs with, with um, designers that were higher than me that, that could teach me things and that I could bounce ideas off of. And that's actually how the idea of me joining Canopy started. I wanted to be part of a team. So I think those are all really good suggestions for sure. Um, what would you say, would you guys say there are any like downfalls that maybe you experienced for those sole designers that you would recommend um, <laughs> to those individuals who are living that life right now? I don't think it's necessarily a downfall, but maybe like a word of like caution is you do have to be self-aware and understanding when you get something wrong to like address it and like get better at it. Otherwise you're going to be doing something wrong your entire career. <laughs> if you're like self-teaching yourself and like self-mentoring yourself and um, you could get something wrong and think it's right for many years. <laughs> and then like, so like getting that feedback is I think very, very, very important um, so that you know, like, that you can kind of self-check yourself and be very self-aware about what you do know and what you don't know. I think piggybacking on that, it's easy when you're a sole designer or when there's only a couple of you at a team, it's really easy to be, like, dogmatic about design and, like, dogmatic about UX process and tools you're using. Like, because you get, you, you have to, like, you have to dig in and you have to, uh, you have to do stuff. And then the stuff that you're sharing, right? The designs you're sharing and, and everything like that is not, is, it's with a bunch of non-designers. So a lot of times you're defending designs and you're, you know, explaining designs. And I think it's really easy. At least that's the way I became was like, I became really like, no, I'm the expert and, you know, I'm the designer, like, listen to me. Like, no, we, these are the tools we use. This is the process. And that can be like, that can be scary when you're a sole designer and then, the company starts like hiring more designers, right? Because now you've got different designers coming in and you're just like in your little, like, this is how it's done, right? This is how I've always done it. Um, you haven't had that opportunity, like Jordan said, to like learn from other designers up to that point. And so I think you just kind of like create your own world, your own bubble. And that can also be, that can also make it difficult, honestly, to like, like when you do go to a meetup or when you do find mentors or like, 
you jump in like a, I don't know, like a discord group or something like that. Um, it can, it can be hard to make friends <laughs> when you're, when you're like dogmatic about it. Plus that's also not our job, right? Our job is to facilitate ideas and, and curate them. And it's not necessarily to come up with all of them. And so when you're the sole designer, that's what you're doing. You're coming up with all of them. And I think it's just really easy to slip into like that, that mode, that mentality of, of kind of like not being a team player, you know? So you'd have to watch out. Like Jordan said, self-aware. I think that's the other side of it too, is like, you, you, you're not able to play with a team regularly. And so, yeah, you, you sort of, you know, become a ball hog. Right. So that can be really difficult too. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I think that's really smart. I think knowing, <laughs> being self-aware and also like trying to be open, that's really, it's challenging as the only designer, because I can definitely see you getting into that that mode of I have to protect this little area of the company because it's what I'm the only person that owns it. And if a company really only has one designer, uh, there most likely isn't really a culture that like really, I don't know, like helps design move forward. It like really respects design. You really have to fight for it. I'm sure all the time. So it's gotta be hard to, <laughs> to manage all the work you're doing and fighting for it while also like making it be valuable without having to like really just, I don't know, just fight for it and <laughs> not take anyone else's advice, all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah. definitely good points. And I think it's hard to manage that stuff. Is it is it bad to say if you are the sole designer that you should try to fight for getting more designers? That's like one thing you should really just work on <laughs> at your company. Like, that's like just being honest with what you need and with your time, you know, like what are you trying to accomplish it was, and how does it align to the business? And it's like, if you're trying to, if all these things are trying to, you're trying to do aligns to some business goals, like you should be able to make a, like, and you can make a case for it. You should be able to ask for things that you, you need. I would, I'd think that's a, that's a hard skill to like develop though. Like, I feel like designers have a hard, hard time ask, like asking for <laughs> what we need sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think especially because we become so attached to our work and we, we don't want anybody else to <laughs> come muddy the water, but no, it's so true because uh, when we're the only one, we're stretched so thin and like, if we're doing it right, we're probably needing to work on the design system while we're also trying to work on solutions and um, trying to create components with engineering. And like that, all of that is like three different jobs and it's, it's so much work. And so um, really you don't have the ability to physically do all of those things at the same time. Well, and that's probably if you're good at communicating, it's not hard to, it's not easy to do like Jordan said, but if you're good at communicating that you might be able to, uh, make a case for it. Let's hire some more designers. Let's create a design team um, and do this right. The part I did like though about, <laughs> you just brought this up, but the part I did, the, the, the positive side of that though, is like from a design, like personally from a designer perspective, like you you don't have to worry about other designers coming in and, and bothering you, you know, and being like coming up with better ideas or, or like, you know, no, you should do it this Better way idea. or that way, you know? Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Like, I think that's one of the hardest things, you know, that I've seen on teams is designers working together in a, in a cohesive like way in a unified way, <clears throat> because they all want to do their own thing. They all have their own personal stuff. They all have their own preferences. They all have their own skill levels and 
like it's i think it's i think it's really hard like the, that <laughs> we always talk about being humble but i think you know every designer's got a little like pride streak in them right that's why we're designers we want to create something and i i feel like yeah sometimes people other design you know it it feels like anyway that other people are stepping on your toes and when you're the sole designer you really don't have to worry about that at all um, all decisions are made by yourself, you know? So, I mean, there is a positive side to that as long as you can handle the, what, you know, what Jordan talked about and stuff as far as like handling kind of the more negative stuff. If you can handle that correctly and you do have a support system outside of your work, then it can be really awesome. Like it can, you, you really get a chance to truly own stuff uh, and not have some other, you know, schmo like tell you what to do or think you're dumb or whatever. <laughs> Oh, they'll think you're dumb no matter what, Patrick. <laughs> I know. Every designer thinks every other designer is pretty dumb. It's true. I literally send Patrick a, a message every day and I go, why are you so dumb? Yeah, it's true. It really gets me going in the mornings. <laughs> is that your motivation? Up. Yeah. <laughs> Put that chip back on the shoulder. I'll show her I'm not dumb. <laughs> and then do really stupid things all the time. <laughs> I don't really send Patrick a message every day. I should though. No, I'll, I'll set up a Slack bot. He'll send you one. Yeah, that could day. be fun for a few days. <laughs> we got to experiment though. Let's see if this really makes Patrick more productive. Oh yeah, we could do this. We could do like a thirty-day experiment and oh. see if yeah. how close I get to you know wanting to you know kill myself or something by the end of the month. No, that sounds terrible. Well, no, okay, let's that. mix this idea. <laughs> no, I'm not measuring that. <laughs> no. Sorry, that got dark. Jeez. <laughs> Real dark. We got into bullying pretty quickly there. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's better than being called crusty and stale. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Maybe. I don't even think I called you that. that, that I think you made you that totally, up. totally. No, you... you it was no, I did not make. Why would I put that on my LinkedIn if I made that up? Hmm. Like, who voluntarily puts? I don't know, man. I, I have no, I have no. Uh, what do they call that? Recollection of this event Just happening. Crusty and stale one now, buddy. I know it's always <laughs> me. I could see you saying that, Patrick. I could totally see you saying it. You can. Yeah, oh, and I, I mean, it's on her LinkedIn page. Apparently. It's got to be true. Got to be true. Everyone knows LinkedIn is like. 100% accurate. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. Well, my LinkedIn says I'm an expert at Brazilian blowouts too. So, <laughs> what? so what, what does that mean? Patrick, you know, that's, <laughs> see, now that I have my long, beautiful hair, I need a Brazilian blowout. It's, okay. the, it's when that you go in, I think it, I don't know. It says I'm an expert, but so when you, you go, go in and get your hair blow dried out, so it has a lot of Wait, like body or something. You go get a service done for to get your hair blown out. <laughs> no, like, no, that's what that's what it. I just I have a lot of skills on LinkedIn that have that have are interesting. That's all I'm saying. I'm about to go look at them. Yeah, because back in the day, LinkedIn, you could just endorse anybody for any random skill. And so that's what we did for a couple of years was just, you know, endorse people for random skills. Do you ever get, uh, I once got a job description sent to me for, um, when I was living back in New York, it was a job description for Barbie's hairstylist. 
like the actual Barbie? Yeah, because like Mattel doll? was like Mattel was like local to the area that I li- was in. Um, oh. There's like Mattel Fisher Price is over there, and um, actually I don't know if Mattel is Fisher Price is, but I don't know if the Barbie stuff is over there. I don't know exactly, but it's a cool campus. They have like these giant toys you walk on, and it's it's pretty cool. Hmm. But anyways, they must have thought I was close enough, so they sent like. I just randomly got I can't remember if a recruiter sent this or if it was like a suggested job listing I can't remember what it was but it was for Barbie's hairstylist and I'm like how cool of a job would that be yeah that's that's a baller business card right there that is so yeah, cool I think Barbie's I think you went the wrong direction that's what I yeah. think you did <laughs> oh yes mm-hmm so is that like is that for the barbie photo shoots like when they're taking pictures of them you got to do their hair up and then they do their product shots that's got to be it man like specializing in doing plastic hair versus human hair i mean that that's a whole different ball game it's got to be (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) your life would have been so much different right now like gosh i can't even imagine you'd be you'd be in some limousine somewhere in new york city (laughs) probably be on a different podcast right now that's way cooler than this one and are they dating are they not Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> i digress oh my gosh how did we get on this topic <laughs> i don't know but now i'm more interested in all the weird uh uh random um requests you're getting job requests you're getting <laughs> I don't even know why I got that one. I I'm like I so random. I mean, the, the only weird one I've ever because you didn't have anything. You didn't have like Barbie hairdresser on your LinkedIn. No, I had like nothing. That? I was just like it was just like it had to be the area that I was interested in working in. That it just had to be like a location based thing. I yeah. I can't imagine it being anything else. Huh. But I don't know. That's maybe strange. it was like maybe it was your headshot like you do your hair really well <laughs> so like this girl it knows what she's been. talking about yeah. because totally... most of the time there's a knot in the back somewhere <laughs> <laughs> well but you fooled them they didn't they didn't care yeah fooled them. either that or your hair looks like it's plastic and they thought you were well, gonna i didn't apply to hair. it so it's not like they were like oh yeah let's hire this girl <laughs> Because let's be real, I would not have gone far in that interview. <laughs> they would have saw me and been like, you don't even brush your hair well, like, let alone, <laughs> like, no, no good, we'll pass. <laughs> well, I still think you should have pursued it. I think you made a huge mistake. <laughs> no, we'll but never know. <laughs> you could have been the you. only one. Yeah, you could have been the only, maybe this, maybe that's like, we're talking about like designer of one, you like the. The Barbie mm-hmm. hair designer of one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and there's not even a community for that, probably. Oh, how do you, what do you do? There's probably no meetup group or anything for that. You go talk to actual hairstylists? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You never tell them you do doll hair. What a cool job that would be, though, to make toys, like just toy maker. Yes. Toy that maker. that was, when when people asked me when I was a little kid, that was one of them. That I wanted to be like it was either work at a toy store, so you know you can play with them and stuff, <laughs> or being a to- toy maker that would be incredible. I think uh, those who 
design those Lego sets, that job has to be so cool. So cool. That's what I would. That do. would be a cool job. I wonder. I wonder what level of ex- Lego expertise you have to have to even, like, even attempt one of those jobs. Like the yeah. the bar the bar to getting that the bar to getting that job so high probably right. Yeah, imagine the whiteboarding exercise. Like, what what piece are you going to use to make this right? Like, there's so yeah. like millions of Lego pieces, right? That's that's got to be something. Yeah, but now I feel like some of the cheap ones, like not cheap, none of them are cheap. (laughs) I feel like some of them now, like I have a a football helmet and the way, like it literally looks like they just made a 3D model and were like, the way some of the blocks are, like they're just custom cut blocks or there's a bunch of singles. Like this is like cheating to me, you know, like it's like, eh, it's not really... Well, that 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 was the the junior designer doing those ones. Mm, yeah, just, it's the the seniors that are like finding the existing blocks that they don't have to create custom ones that they can fit into this. Yeah, wow. those are the the experts right there. Those are the OG experts. Like, let's what do we do with this little spot? Let's ask. Let's ask Dave. He's gonna know. It's gonna be part part number three J seven five two. That's what's gonna fit right there. You know. <laughs> And I they would know all guys. <laughs> yeah, they would know all of those for sure. Yes. <laughs> the whole catalog of layers. To know, I Googled, I was looking to see if I could find the job description <laughs> of hairstylist. And I couldn't find Barbies, but I did find one for American Girl. Mm. Um, it, it sounds like it's a seasonal job. And it sounds like they do it within the, this one is within the store, but the one that I looked at was like at their headquarters. So I don't know what, I don't know what the difference is, but this one is style doll hair according to company standards to demonstrate proper hair care techniques. <laughs> What's the, does it have a pay scale on it? Um, It doesn't pay very well. Huh. It's like, it's very I, I I would say it pays well for what it is, I think. Like like it's a seasonal job and all that. So hmm. but I am not making any career changes to this. To be an American girl hair care stylist at the hair store. Stylist. Yeah. No. I'm good. At your local target or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know where this is. It doesn't even say <laughs> I, I think American girl dolls. Uh, have their own stores. Like there are some places that really? have those stores. They're like really oh, fancy stores. I think so. Huh. I used to be all about buying clothes from that place. I had to match my doll. Hmm. Oh really? Oh yeah. They had like doll size clothes and then they had human kid size clothes. <laughs> of the same <laughs> clothes? Uh-huh. And they matched so you could look exactly like your doll and it was look hindsight, it's kind of a little weird. And it's a little, um, they were very expensive and I'm so sorry to my parents for making them buy that junk. (laughs) That's awesome though. You know what? You could use that as a design team of one. You could just find another designer on the internet and then just go mimic them. Right. You could just do the same thing. Like they're your American girl doll. You could just be like, Hey, I'm going to do everything they say on Twitter. I'm going to wear what they say. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear their clothes. 
That wouldn't be. I don't know where you're going with this. Like I don't know. I don't know either. I'm trying to tie it back into our topic. (laughs) This is like a Michael Scott conversation. You're just hoping it finds its way, and you're like, I don't know. I'm trying trying to come back. I'm trying to bring the. I'm trying to bring the 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 conversation back to the topic. But Patrick, I got your back. Here's what you do: you get a bunch of dolls. Uh, American Girl dolls works great. Um, you have to dress them like designers, and then suddenly you have a design team. Oh you my can, god! You can have different personalities for all of them. Uh, one of them works on the design system. <laughs> Another one works on the the operations stuff. You know all that all that great stuff. Then suddenly you're you're not alone anymore. Yeah, hey, I like this. Let's I like take this. it one step further and give them each a thinking hat. So they can each, you get six of them. So now you have the six thinking hats and now you just go around as a, what would, what would this doll with this hat say? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would drive me insane. I don't know. I, I think you would be insane if you were doing that. That's very, po- but you're, you're the only designer. So it makes sense. You're already like <laughs> sitting alone in the corner. So talking when you to yourself out loud, like I should put this over here move this pixel over there exactly. you're already crazy you think about it though like does, even if you're the sole designer okay we are getting back on topic here sole designer <laughs> getting back your feedback doesn't have to come from another designer right like it could totally come from engineering mm-hmm. uh, customer yeah. success anyone like there is no reason you should be siloed into like only you know you giving yourself feedback it should be other you should definitely take opportunities to like get feedback from everyone else. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent all the time, cool. all the time. I'm just picturing Jordan buying little desks and putting them all over her house and then buying webcams for each desk oh, of all these little creatures, these American girl dolls. Cause, and then, and then you jumping into a virtual call, right. With all of your virtual, with all of your American girl dolls. <laughs> and you're like, Hey, when you talk about something, I kind of want to do this as an April Fool's Day. <laughs> I really do. I've been planning. The one I've been thinking about doing, I've been planning for like a few months. And now I'm wondering if I should pivot to this one. <laughs> this isn't going to air before April 1st. Is, no, I'm kidding. No, yeah, you don't want to say anything right now. <laughs> yeah. But it is April 1st. I mean, by the time by the time we get people get around to it, they'll forget. They won't know. It's true. But you know the big lesson you learned from April 1st? You should live every day like it's April 1st. That's true. <laughs> You're true. Just always with skepticism everywhere. Yes, exactly. Don't believe anything you see. <laughs> there was one day, though, I didn't even know it was April 1st, and something got me hardcore, and I was like, what? And I freaked out, and then like got called gullible for the rest of the day. I'm like, but it sounded so real. And then I remembered. <laughs> That'd be a good topic for a whole nother podcast. Is like, when did you feel embarrassed for, you know, getting tricked? Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty Pro good. Kind of like when security like tests your, like tests the whole company out and they're like, oh, hey, like they send out those emails. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to click on any of the links, and the people that do like have to go through like training or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like those. Everything has to approach everything with a sense of sense. It's a just, trap. 
Just delete. The thing I learned is just delete all of your emails as soon as they come in. <laughs> yeah. Just don't That's check your email. Yeah, I just don't even deal with email. I'm actually pretty bad at email. Like, email is probably the worst, like, form of communication for me. It's awful. I don't even know how many. Oh, I have 54 right now. And I just looked at it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not too bad. It's mm. all, like meeting notification like those calendar invites yeah you yeah know, that's pretty it's much mostly what i have now too is you just at the end of the day you just select all and delete and then you're back to inbox zero every day i don't even do that mine mine are just racking up if i look at my my email app right now twenty six thousand one hundred and four. <laughs> how do you even look at that oh my god <laughs> the number means nothing to me that's all that it just doesn't i've i've been you know, Gmail has rules you can set up to auto archive and auto yeah. eat and all that other stuff. So are you even are you even are you even looking at your emails? Do you even look at them, or do you just look at like the titles and ignore them? Like, do you I even open rarely, any of them? I very rarely look at emails. Hmm. That's true. So I, I fall in Jordan's camp. I'm not a good emailer. You send me an email, you have about like. 10% chance it's going to get red <laughs> and sent back. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate, I hate email. Like, it's like, okay, we're tangenting again. But it's, it's like, there's so many other better communi- ways to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> that email just feels so, like, slow and yeah. clunky. And well, and it's so full of junk, too. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it's not... I don't know. That's why I worry about like with text messaging, you know, sometimes, you know, like I worry that text messaging is going to open up and we're going to start getting more, more junk texts and stuff. And then it's going to be like, ah, you're going to ruin this now. But I know someone gave my, I don't know who I'm blaming my parents, but (laughs) somehow my phone number got put on some list of for political fundraising and I just get all sorts of different ones. And I'm like, I don't even live in New York State. Why am I getting <laughs> like why? I, I don't know. But those are the worst ones. I'm like, stop. I don't want political fundraising. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta stay away from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just throw your phone out the window. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> That's okay. They just get blocked. That's that's my solution. I just block it. <laughs> we should, hey, we should wrap up real quick. We should wrap up the podcast, Andy. We should say, what did, what, what are, what are the pro tips? Bullet list of pro tips hmm. for designer of one. Oh, yeah. So I, I think one thing that I definitely learned uh, for sure create a community. If you're not, if you don't have a community of, of feedback, a feedback loop, essentially, you need to get one. You need to reach out to other designers, um, go to online or local meetups, and start getting mentors for sure. So you have to actually put people around you to give you that feedback you need. Or American Girl dolls. Yes, they're they're just as good. Be as creative as you can. Um, I love what Jordan said about being self-aware. Um experiencing that myself that was really difficult and i'm still not very self-aware evidently because i didn't know i sent you 
an award for being crusty. <laughs> but um, yeah, being self-aware that could be a, that can be a that could be a, a a trap, right? You can get stuck in that and think you're think you're doing everything right and realizing you're not doing anything at all right. So yeah, you want to be able to get in touch, you know, get get outside of your your realm every once in a while and talk to some other designers every once in a while. I would I would also add to that too is is get a mentor. I mean, I'd advocate for anybody. I don't care who you are, design team of your own or a senior designer at, at some giant team, like find a mentor. And I would suggest find a mentor outside of your, your current company. Yeah. Always good. They can check your, your non self-awareness, make you more self-aware. Yeah. They could either validate or invalidate how you, what you're doing or how you feel about things. And, you know, for sure. The third thing I would say is is don't become a Buffalo Bills fan. That's the third. oh, get out of here. We just had to get <laughs> I, I had to do it with two minutes left. Did you watch the game, Andy? No, I, I've I've always followed Patrick's advice. I've never become a Buffalo Bills fan, so I'm I'm staying clear. I'm avoiding that mess. You just don't oh, want the heartbreak, you know? Yeah. There there was a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. When they lost. So I, I definitely cried a little bit. Was, I have the video from my camera, my living room camera. If you guys want to see the moment, my heart broke. <laughs> I don't, I I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go that through that pain with you. I have that footage. It. It's awful. <laughs> Why were you filming? I, I don't get it. <laughs> my living room camera like we have a living room cam that i just leave on all the time so okay. when i when we leave like i could see like how my plants are doing and all that other crap um and we just i had it on <laughs> and i was like well if they win this will be really cool footage to have <laughs> no and if they lose this is gonna be the worst we can relive the worst experience ever every day for the rest yep. of my life mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> In 30 days, it will be deleted. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, Jordan, for coming on the podcast, by the way. Thanks for having me. Jordan, what are you now? You're like the VP of design over at Podium. Oh, my gosh. Don't say that because Steve will come for me. No. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm a product design manager for the payments team at Podium. So, well done. Well done. Yeah, okay. we're doing growing, growing and doing doing some cool things. No doubt. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> Podium.com slash careers. I don't know what it is, but do you want me to, we'll attach the link. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what they say? Like a link attached. That's we'll add it. Say. We'll add it to the description. Yeah, link in the bio. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. See you guys. See you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends. 
coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.